Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. If you're here for the first time, welcome. And if you're here for the first time, you probably saw as you came in this this, uh, these words on the wall that was lit come alive to God in his kingdom. And for some of us uh, that have been coming for a long time, what happened is that sometimes we come in and we don't really see it anymore, right? It's just part of the decor. But we need to realize that why we exist as a church, it's to see people come alive to God in his kingdom. When I was away, I like to ask the question to God, God, if we would remove Gospel Mission Church from this region, would it show? And you want to hear, yeah. And, but in my heart, there was this resounding yes that we really matter and that God has placed a call upon our lives. And the mandate that we have, it's to see people come alive to God and come alive to his kingdom. And for some of you that you've been here for a long time, you've heard me unpack that in many occasions. And we live in a region where, where people know about God, but not everybody knows God, right? And we live in a, in, in a community, in a region. It's changing. The landscaping is changing rapidly. But if you go back uh, even uh, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, there was a sense that this was a Christian community. And, and we call it the Bible Belt. But most of the time, when not most of the time, but in reality, maybe it was more a religious belt than a Bible belt, and, and where, where we have a Christian heritage, and, and we have Christian memories, and, and, and we know about God, but the thing is, what we need to realize is that God wants to reveal himself to us, that it's more than just knowledge, it's more than just than Christian memories, or having a Christian background, it's to experience God for ourselves, Amen. And, and I believe that's the mandate of the church. It's to see people be encountered by God. That knowing about God, it's not enough. But it's to see him in your life. And maybe you're here this morning and you're a churchgoer. And maybe God is not alive in your life. Or maybe you've been here for a long time. And the flame in your heart for God is not as it, was, it used to be. But one of the mandate that we have as a church is to see God move in us and to say, I know that God exists. I know that God is real because he met me, right? And so the reason why we are here, it's to see people come alive to God in his kingdom. And we've seen a lot of people come alive to God and we want to continue to see this. And when it comes to coming alive to his kingdom, it's to see his kingdom as an importance where his kingdom does matter, where we live beyond ourselves and we put ourselves available to God and we ask God to work through us so that we can be ambassadors and for him, right? Because as we go forward, we understand there's so many people to reach. There's so many people that are dead. 
And so many people that are not engaged in God's kingdom. And so what we want to be is that we want to be life givers. We want people to experience the Holy Spirit, experience the word of God, experience the love of the Father. And we want them to, to see, we want to see them being vessels that will bring that all over the world, right? And so if you have your Bible, take a look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. And John shares his experience And he says, the same John that wrote the Gospel of John, and he starts in the same way on the focus on Jesus, and he says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched. So you see see here, John is saying, we want to share to you what we've touched. We want to share to you what we've seen. We want to share to you what we've heard. But if you haven't heard, if you haven't seen, you haven't touched, what are you going to do? What are you going to share? And this is where he says, after this, we proclaim concerning the word of life, and that is Jesus. The life appeared, and we've seen it and testified to it. We've seen it, and we've testified to it. It becomes personal. And we proclaim to you this eternal life. So you receive freely, you give freely. And it says, which was with the Father and has appeared to us, again, focusing on Jesus. Verse 3, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. But your fellowship is also with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. So you see here the mandate of the apostle John, was to give out what he received. He came alive to God, came alive to Jesus, came alive to the kingdom, and he placed himself available to share the message, share his testimony, share his journey, so that others would hear this amazing story of God desiring to have fellowship and communion with his creation. Can someone say amen? Such an awesome story. And the goal of the church is to see God flow through us. And what I'd like to share this morning is why, why the local church? Why are we doing this? Well, there's many reasons. One of the, one of the reasons, it's, it's a place we attend, but it's way more than that, right? When we look at Gospel Mission Church, it's, it's more than a parking lot. It's more than a cafe. It's more than chairs, it's more than, than the gathering, even though I think it's important, I believe it's important, we'll talk about that in a moment, but if you look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Can you, talk, can you say to your neighbor, spur, can you do that? So we're called to spur one another on tower the love and, and good deeds. And it says in verse 25, let us not give up meeting together as some of the habit of doing, but let us encourage, right, one another. All, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And we know that we're getting closer and closer to the return of Christ. And they were preparing themselves at that time, in, the, in this time, or in, this, in that era, that Jesus could come like a thief, and, and Jesus would, could come whenever he wanted to come. And they were preparing themselves accordingly. But here you see that he was saying, hey, continue to get together and meet together and spur one another um, uh, 
spur one another on toward love and good deeds that we're called to love each other and encourage each other to serve. So when we look at the why of local church, it's way more than a place we attend. It's a place that we come together where we're engaged and where we're committed to, to, to the body. And that's what you find in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Paul is talking to the Corinthian church. And the Corinthian church is just, it's disjointed. People are following different apostles and leaders, and it's not aligned to what God has in store. So he's talking to the local church, and he says in chapter 12, verse 12, the body is a unit, though it is made of many, many members or parts, and though it is part of, uh, parts are many, they, are, they form one body. And he goes on, and he, and he says that we are a body, and he's not talking here, listen, he's not talking about the universal church, he's talking to a local church, and he says to that local church, that, that local church is a body where you have different members, and the members are functioning together and, uh, under the headship of Jesus, that is the head of the church. So, so there's a need to see that. It's, there's a need for us to realize that the church is way more than a place we attend. It's, a, it's, it's really a, 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 a entity or a body where Christ dwells and leads. And that's what we want to see. And if you look at Acts chapter 2, we, we find the early church functioning together in the famous text of 42 to 47 from Acts chapter 2, where it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled in awe with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods, and they gave it to everyone as he had need. Verse 46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple's courts. They broke bread in their homes and together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Here it talks about the local church, Jerusalem local church, where they came together as a corporate body and they also broke bread in their homes, in community where you have uh, life groups. But you, you see the church here not just being disjointed or just fragmented here and there, but you see the church coming together. When you look at the early church, they were living together, they were walking together, they were doing life together, and they were fulfilling God's mission together. And I think we kind of lost this. I think we are more, more I than we today in the Western world. It's more my faith. It's more my journey. It's more my, my things. And I, and I think when you look at the early church, it was way more us than I. It was way more us than me. And, 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 and so it's important to go back to the roots. And, 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 and when it comes to the roots, I believe it's, it's the us. Why the local church? And I'd like to just unpack that this morning with the time I have. Why is the local church important? It's because we are on a mission. The local church is a mission. And you need to see it and I need to see it. And what happens, like I said, if I repeat myself, is because I want to install that into your life, that the local church is more than the place I attend. The local church is God's vessel for mission. And I'd like to unpack that 
to you guys this morning. What the local church is called to do, what's the mandate of the local church? It's that fellowship and community. I wasn't here a few weeks ago, but we had baby dedication. And I looked at the pictures and, and, and I looked at the feed uh, and it was pretty amazing to see all these parents on the stage with the kids. I think it was 54, right? 54 kids we dedicated. And I heard one mother said, say, while she was in the front, it was awesome to see all the other parents and I didn't feel alone. I felt I was with other parents that I can connect with helping me to raise my kid. And, and, and that's what church is all about, is we walk together and we, we're creating a platform for us not to do life alone. On a regular week, as a church, we minister to over 500 um, young people that are under 25. Think about that. We, we, we came to the Alive a few weeks ago. It was full of young people and, and, and young adults. And for sure, there was some people that have passed that stage, and that's kind of me, right? But it was amazing to see. And, 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 and one of the biggest challenges that our young people are facing when it comes to what they have to face in this world, there's so much pressure way beyond when I was a kid. Would you agree for those that are a little older? The pressure that our young people and our kids are under when it comes to media and so on, the availability of junk and all that, it's beyond, beyond my, my experience when I was a young guy. You know what we're creating? We're creating a place where the kids, they look around, where they worship God together, they hear God's word, they get ministered to, and they realize they're not alone they're not alone. And, and this is the biggest battle, I believe, that the enemy wants to do. He wants to exclude us. He wants us to do life alone. And so we want to make room for other people. And we want, we want to see people walk together and journey together. When you see a hundred or plus young people coming on a Wednesday night, what happens is they, they spur one another. You know, they encourage one another. I remember when I followed the Lord, when I came to the Lord, when I was, uh, uh, like, when I did high school, I remember being basically alone. Imagine being able to fuel each other to follow God and, and to do the work of the kingdom. And so we want to see that, right? And so we want to create a place where there's fellowship and where there's community. I look at the example of uh, uh, Elijah in chapter 19, verse 20, after he met with uh, Jezebel, and he was freaking out, and he replied, I have been very je uh, zealous for the Lord, God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put the prophets to death with the sword. He's very, very negative here. And he says, I'm the only one left, and now, you're, and now they're trying to kill me too. And God responded in verse 18, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel. That haven't um, need that that whose knee have not bowed down to Baal or Baal and and all those mouth and all whose mouths have not kissed them, and so I think that changed Elijah's perspective. Feeling alone, I'm alone, and there's thousands or hundreds here that are still following God. So why are we here as a church? It's to bring us together so that we might know that we're not alone. 
so that we can run together and we have that, that, that we have synergy. It's a huge thing. And that's what Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 says, let us consider how we to stir up one another to love and good works. And that's, so that's what we want to create, a platform for we, where we can journey together. Secondly, what we want to see and what we're creating is a place for spiritual growth, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12 says, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all obtain to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood and to, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the call, the call of the church, and here it talks about local church. It's not disconnected. It's not abstract. It's the local church that is called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, to focus on unity, to focus on the knowledge of the Son and maturity, and to be more like Jesus. And that's what we're trying to do as a church. We'll be having at the end of January an Empower where we talk about the Holy Spirit. But we think about our set frees. We think about the Conquer series we have, the Grief Share, the Hearing God, the Partnership Classes, GMDS where we are investing in the next generation. Look at Ladies Morning on Wednesday where you have so many ladies and so many kids. You look at the spiritual gift class, the making of a leader, worship one, the purple book when it comes to people that are, do not know Jesus, when it comes to the life groups, the prayer ministry, community outreach like the meals and, and what we do in the, in the community, the youth and, and, and children ministry and the list goes on. So our mandate as a church is to see people grow in the things of God. And that's why we're here. And that's what you're called to be part of. And that's what you're called to see that this is what God is doing in the church. Another thing that we're called to do, it's to create a place of worshiping God together. It's to create a culture like in heaven. Let me read Revelation chapter 5, verse 11. An amazing text. Then I looked and heard, and John is, see, is writing what he saw. Then I looked and heard, heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and 10,000 times 10,000. They encircle the throne and, and, and the living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice, they sang. In a loud voice, they sang. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, and honor and glory and praise. What you find here, it's corporate worship in heaven. Like you don't see an angel in one corner of the, of the globe and, and ah, no, they're together around the throne and they're worshiping God. Like when I hear people say, we, oh, we don't need corporate worship. Well, when you're gonna go to heaven, there's gonna be corporate worship where we worship God together. I know I can worship God alone. I know I can worship God with uh, watching by online, but there's nothing of coming together and have doing a replica of what heaven is, because in heaven right now, there's angels, archangels, that are spinning around the throne and giving praise and worship to God. So it's a biblical context. And so what is our mandate as a church? It's to come together and worship God together, because that's what's happening in heaven. So what we want to see is to see the will of the Father, whatever God wants to do, we wanted to see it here, like it says, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But what is, the, what is the will of God in heaven? It's worship. And so we come together and we worship God together. So that really matters. 
When people say it doesn't matter to come here and to worship God, they're missing out on what heaven is all about. It's a place where we worship God together. It's a place for guidance and pastoral care. You find that in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2. It talks about the pastors here. It says, care for the flock. So how can you care for the flock if it's not local? How do you do that? Care for the flock that God has entrusted you. So God has entrusted people, and so we're called to care for them. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord over the people <clears throat> the Lord has assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when, and when the great shepherd appears, you'll receive a crown, never-ending glory and honor. So what you find here is it's a local thing. It's a local body. It's not abstract. So we, we, we live a post, we're, we're living a post uh, COVID wor- in a post-COVID world. But even before that, it was people are less in- attending in church. People are less believing in-, in the local church. But the heart of the gospel in the epistles is the local church. And here in, in the letter to Peter, or the letter that Peter wrote, he talks to shepherd or to-, to leaders to watch over the people, and it's a context of a local body. It's helping people to navigate through life. And I wish I would have so many testimonies of what God is doing here, and I don't have them written here. But I hear stories after stories of people that are touched. Like, I was, when I came back for my two weeks, I was talking to Josue, I went to his office, and he was talking to me about young people. How there's a move of God in, in the young adults era, or not era, but the young adults age, where some are coming back, some are giving their lives to the Lord. It's amazing to see. It's so beautiful to see. And as I look at the team and the people that are involved in that, right? And that's, that's the calling that we have. there's a place of guidance and pastoral care. We want to see that. I I remember a few years ago, a neighbor came to see me and said, you know, pastor, why can't you be like a normal church and only have people show up on a Sunday morning in your parking lot? I said, well, we're not a normal church. It's about reaching people. It's about discipling. And if you drive in front of this house There's cars all the time. Why? It's because of ministry. It's because God has called us to make a difference. God has called me and you to make a difference beyond just a place we attend. And and my goal and what I want to share to you from the bottom of my heart is that you would see that. That you would understand that the church is on a mission. It's way more than a place we attend. Number five, it's a place where we find opportunity to serve and minister to others. You know, it's important for me to see God flow through me because I was made with purpose, but also when God flows through me, it's making a life in the life of others. And it's a great place to do that. You, you have care collab, and it used to be care portal, and it wasn't working well. So Brenton, what he did is he did all the homework, and he worked on making a plan and a structure to be able to involve other churches when people are moving to this region or people are struggling with different stuff, is that we can have a platform where we can dispatch the needs to all the different churches in our community and meet the need of the people. It's amazing. And it's growing and growing and growing, and we're having more and more an impact in the community. 
But what an importance for you to serve in the house. Because it makes a difference. You know? Like one of the things that we don't understand is that some of you, you've come, you've come from a, for, for, for a long time. But there's some people, probably this morning, that came in. They were at home. They're raising their, especially young, young couples that have kids. They're saying, okay, we haven't followed the Lord for a while now. We're having kids, and I want my kids to know about God. And they're saying, and they said, and it happened so many times, let's give GMC a try. So they come through the parking. They'll get, they'll go get a coffee, and, and, and they'll be greeted by you. They'll be greeted by the greeter, uh, by, the, by the usher outside in the parking lot, and they'll come in, and it's going to be their one day. They're going to give, it's kind of their one day. They don't know if they're going to come back or not based on the experience. And after they've had a great time of worship and they've been um, welcomed by you and, and, and their kids have been, been ministered to and so on, they might come back. And it's not about church numbers. It's about making disciples. And we need to see this in this time that we live in, that the church really matters. You know, when we look at the parachurch organization, and they're great. But if there would be no local church, there would be no parachurch organization. And for me as a pastor, if I'm really blunt with you, I see so many resources being sent in the parachurch organization. And the church is not considered a mission, but just a place I attend. And there's so much that we're called to do. And there's so much that we can do. Let's just give you a little snapshot of my little world. This week, I'm Zooming with a pastor from Halifax that wants to know about what it is to come alive to God and his kingdom and what we're doing. And I'm connecting another Zoom with pastors in Europe that want to grow and, and want to experience what we're experiencing. I've got two other meetings from other pastors that are from Manitoba that will come here and we'll have lunch together and I'll pour my heart of what God is doing in the house. That's my little world. And that's not even counting all the staff and all the things that God has called us to do. But I just want you to realize that this house really matters. And that God has placed a call upon this house. And that God has placed a call upon you. But my, my, my prayer is that you might see it. That you might see it. The house is also, number six, the place of corporate prayer. When we come together at the prayer summits, I, I can see that God is moving through it. I've seen prayer requests answered and answered and answered because people are coming together and they're praying for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done where we're seeking for God's intervention. That's what the church is all about. We'll be going into Daniel fast where we will pray and fast and, and we will want to see God just speak and lead. It's so huge. We want to see that. Number seven, it's a place for biblical teaching in biblical truth, there's so many teaching out there from extreme Calvinism to liberalism to prosperity gospel to cessationism to legalism and so on. And we are creating a place where we are doctrinally sound. We're talking about having a life that follows the word of God. We're honoring God's word. We're saying that is God's word and God's word has last word. But at the same time, we're, we want to experience the power of the Holy Spirit where we call ourselves a, a word and power church where we are anointed by God and we seek his face. A little snapshot, when I went for my study leave, I, I spent about 
30 hours just waiting, just doing listening prayer. God, what do you want to do? I had a list. God, what do you want to do in GMC? What do you want me to do? What, what is the calling that you want to do? So for us as a church, we believe in the supernatural. We believe that God speaks. At the same time, we're, we want to be grounded in God's word. So we want to be doctrin- doctrinally sound and spirit-filled. Number eight, it's a place of account- accountability and support. We have elders And elders are overseers of the local church. And that is very necessary. I believe that if we want to do the work of the kingdom, there needs to be authority in our lives. And if you look at Titus chapter 1 verse 5, Paul is talking to Titus and he says, I left you on the island of Crete so that you could complete our work there and appoint elders in each town as I instructed you. So if there's elders, it's because there's there's a church. Right? You don't have elders if there's no church. So you got elders that are there that are making sure that there's no mission drifting, that we're, we stay on course, that the focus is on vision and implementation, and there's authority and accountability. It's very necessary. Number nine is at a place where we celebrate milestones, baby dedication, baptism, marriage, and funerals where we celebrate the life of others. And what I really wanted to share was number 10, and here it goes. I've got two minutes. is the local church first piece is mission. Go and make disciples of every nation. That's the job of the local church and that's what we're trying to do. You will receive power and the Holy Spirit will come on you and you will be in Jerusalem. Yeah, to the extreme of the world. Yeah, but in Jerusalem, that's home. And God wants to anoint and lead. God wants us to be a launching pad for ministry like we did in Morden. And there's way more. God wants to raise some people. But not that they go alone on, their, uh, on themselves, but they're sent by the local church like Paul was and Barnabas was. So what, what I want to say to you this morning is that the local church is worth your investment and support. It's worth my investment and my support. You know? I really believe it does. My prayer, and that was my prayer when I was away, is that I, w- I prayed that we would see GMC as a mission, that you would see GMC on a mission. I, I prayed and I pray that we would take part in this mission, that we would see it way more than a place I attend, and that I would invest my tithe, my generosity in the house, because this is what permits us to go further and do more. And I pray that God would send us more people. You know what I got when I was praying? Claude, I've called you to be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Open the door for God to show up. I Make sure that God shows up. And make sure there's more people that can experience God, where they can come alive to God in His kingdom. That's why we're here. That's the legacy that we want to leave behind. This is why we exist and that's me and you. And my prayer is that you would say, God, I want to be part of this. And I want to give. I want to serve. I want to be there. Amen? Maybe you're here this morning and, and you've walked away from the faith and you came with a friend. Like, God loves you so much. He wants to be alive in your life. Maybe you're here and you know about God, but you don't know Him personally this is why we're here. We, wanna, we want you to come alive to God. So go into the, to the prayer room right in the back and someone will pray for you. Maybe you're here and you only attend church and you're not part. Go beyond. 
Ask the Lord. Go to the Word. Look at the Bible, what it says. It's, it's through scriptures in the New Testament. Local church, people in it, function together, love each other, is, and then ministers to each other, and then does mission. But it starts here. So I just invite you to place yourself before God and say, God, have your way in my life and may you flow through me. I would ask you to stand. Father, I thank you for each person that they're not here by accident and you have, and GMC is not just a Sunday morning thing. It's a vessel that you want to flow through. It's, it's, it's your body that you want to lead. God, you want to reach this world. There's so many different needs, and there's so many different needs right here in our region. I just pray, Father, that we would see the local church as your vessel for mission, that we would realize that what we do here is mission, that it really matters to see people come alive to God in his kingdom, and that we see people becoming disciples from grow to youth, junior youth, through young adults, through uh, community when it comes to small groups and beyond, through all the different outlets that we have to, to equip the people for ministry. So Father, I just pray that you would stir up our hearts and that we would see the calling that you've placed upon our lives and that we would take part of it. Pray this in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.